Hi, this is the Halsey Ranch Show, and this is part two of my interview with Saul Ravencroft. Supervisor called out, and about 20 guys. 
just walked over and picked that thing up and moved it over there. And it was done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No argument. No, you pick it up. You move it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they, they had 20 guys do something in about a minute that a guy with a backhoe would have spent about five minutes doing. Uh, without a big machine <laughs> or anything like that. And I remember looking at that just going, wow. That's because wow. I think China is very well embracing, as well as Japan, the old cultures with the new cultures. Right. And I think that what's happening now, I mean, you see that a lot. Uh, there's There's been a lot of... of discussion, a lot of, of outward uh, press about about sort of the, the transformation of people looking at things purely through a scientific lens, letting go of the old superstitions and, and that sort of thing, and, and becoming uh, uh, a, more, uh, a more educated uh, society. Uh, but, but along with that, there have also been a lot of people who have been looking back at some of the things that we've let go of and rediscovering these things. It's been happening for about 100 years. Uh, uh, the rise of, of the uh, ritual magic movement uh, began with Gardner and, and all of those folks uh, back at the turn of the 20th century uh, that spawned all of these other perspectives. Uh, people are, are looking at what powers human have uh, outside of our, our monkey tool making uh, and, and realizing that, that even though it's not something that can be codified, that it can't be sort of distilled in the way that we'd like to do things, that some of this stuff does work. Uh, thoughts do become things. Our ability to manifest something by focusing on it and deciding it. You can transform yourself and your environment by just doing it. Yeah, I'm a great believer. I never used to believe in that. Um, um, possible, positive thinking when you're healing. Because my wife at the moment is uh, not very well, but she tried to develop, I said to her, if you develop a more positive outlook, you probably will heal quicker than if you go, oh, damn it, I'm ill. Wrong with me. Right, right. Time to pick up a box. Yeah. Yeah, time to go lay in the box. Um, and and I have uh, someone at the Museum of the Weird. Uh, he's a skater, and he broke his arm pretty badly. Uh, and he, he was struggling with finances. He was struggling with a number of things to get that taken care of. Obviously, our healthcare system is a lot more convoluted here. So uh, things like that are more... Uh, uh, Technically, you can kind of do whatever you want, but in actuality, it's it's a mess. Uh, and so he was struggling with what to do. He finally got to see a doctor. The doctor was talking about surgery, uh, and he was trying to figure out how he was going to fit that into to work schedule and finances and all of that. He was really very worried about it. I told him that I would be focused on it, and and he he was going to be focused on it too. Uh, I noticed yesterday that his dressing had changed. He had more of the little tight fiberglass uh, piece on his arm rather than all the bandages and everything that he'd been working with for a while. And um, he had been 
been scheduled for surgery, but then that got put off. And, and uh, money was an issue. There's, there was a lot of potentially stressful things around it. So I asked him about the dressing. He said yes. He talked to the doctor. The doctor said that it had healed a lot better than he had expected it to, that it wasn't 100%, but that they didn't think that surgery was required anymore, and that uh, uh, just go ahead and, and let things take their course, and, uh, and he was going to be fine. And so he did not have to deal with surgery, he did not have to deal with all that extra expense, uh, nature was taking its course, and I, I believe his positive attitude and the positive attitudes of other people focused on his healing and well-being had an effect on that. It, it, it created space for his body to do what it could uh, for, for him to manifest that healing. You look at it another way, right? Now, when you have someone that passes on and you normally have a partner, Sometimes, not always, that partner, partner can pass away either within a year or two years of that person moving on. Oh, yes. Because they can no longer, they feel empty. And they, that emptiness creates, like, I don't want to be here no more. But, you know, not in a, like, a suicidal way, but, like, in a... No, certainly, certainly. No, no. The, the, and I, I think what happens, I think that has a lot to do with, with vibration, that when we create such a strong harmony with another person and you remove that energy, uh, that, that it, uh, it, it, it changes everything and it makes it very difficult uh, to, to maintain unless you, you find a way to replace that energy uh, or to, to maintain enough of your own energy uh, to be able to keep it. Now, it's interesting. Uh, I, uh, I've had uh, some connection with spiritualist churches. Um, I, uh, I'm not a member of a spiritualist church, uh, but it's certainly related to, to my uh, world. And so I will occasionally uh, go to a spiritual service, uh, connect with people like that. And I have, um, I have encountered a number of people who have had a, uh, a loved one pass away, a close friend or a, uh, a spouse pass away in the spiritualist uh, system. And uh, their, their attitude is very, very different. Seem to experience that same. I mean, there is certainly a uh, loss and sadness that occurs, but there there isn't that feeling that that person is gone. Uh, it's more like they moved to another city than they died. Yeah, yeah no, we're still going to talk. We're still going to be connected, but we won't really see each other anymore. Is is more the attitude that they have. Uh, when Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes, uh, he, he was an avid spiritualist, uh, wrote several books on the subject, toured the world talking about it. When uh, Doyle died, they had a chair for him at his funeral in case he decided to show up. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what, a very, what a very different perspective. And, you know, there, there, there are people that, that talk about that 
they say, well, you know, that's just a placebo, right? You know, if, if a placebo pill will cure me, let's have more more of that, more placebo. <laughs> right? why, why, do, why do doctors use placebos then? Because it's, it's a scientific thing as well, because they give you two lots of tablets. And sometimes the people that never had the tablet say, oh, yeah, I'm cured. I am then, you know, I'm all right now. Listen, you think, 
should be using all of them together, not just that one thing. Well, I think it's good for my memory problems because I've got a um, small, mild small vessel disease of the brain, which affects uh, my cognitive skills, like memory, and I've got neuropathy conditions as well. But apart from that, all right. Well, and good for, good for you for, for you know, again, not just sort of stepping back and looking at that, but just pushing on through, letting things, letting the shape of things change. I've had to learn that. Like you say, you, you did, when you first get things, you think, why me? Why this? Why that? And then you suddenly realize, nobody really cares, apart from you, and your family. No, no one knows you for madam. as well is, is you develop a, a perception uh, that, that when you encounter something like that, you go, oh, this now. It's more of a surprise than a, than a sentence. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Right. I'd like to thank you for this. I'd like you to thank you for giving me your time today. Well, thank you very much for taking the time with me, and I look forward to uh, hearing more of your work. Thank you very much, sir. Bye. All right. Thank you, Mark. Bye.